1: on Local Now Channel 525. This program is sponsored by Walter Anderson Nursery. If you have a green thumb or have always wanted one, then get ready for Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery, hosted by Ken Anderson, along with David Ross, Mark Mahati, and George Allman Good morning, San Diego. Welcome to Garden
2: Talk here on AM 1170, KCBQ, and KPRZ. I am David Ross, along with Mark Mahady and George Allman. Ken is off today, and we are going to talk about a sunny, warm weekend. Good morning, gentlemen. Good
0: morning, Good morning. How are you? I'm
2: doing okay so far. It's early. It was clear. It was a little cooler this morning than I was hoping for. I was going
0: to say happy spring, but it's chilly out. It's not spring-like yet.
2: Crisp, but there was not a cloud in the sky. The sun's going to be out. It's supposed to be warm and beautiful. Finally. I walked past my poor tomatoes still sitting in their six-packs, but uh, (laughs) they were chilly this morning, but they'll get some sun.
0: Is this the one that you spoke of last week on the radio that we bought? Was that
2: last week? Yeah. Yeah. Or was it... Yeah, it was definitely last week you spoke about it. Yes. You share? Okay. Yeah, so those are the same. Well, in, in fairness,
0: 12. we brought 12 home. I have six of them in the ground. The other six will go in today. Okay. So I'm halfway there.
3: Don't...
2: Yeah. <laughs> There's a song there somewhere. Yes. Um, the uh, Peppers are not... In, I didn't put anything in the ground. It's oh. been wet. Well, I did put something in the ground, but we'll talk about that later. We're not right now. Oh, not yeah. right now. Um, weather. We had a decent rain event that came and went. We had and then uh, another
0: one and another one and another yeah, one. We've had a
2: nice few days of, of sun. We're supposed to have sun today, tomorrow, and Monday is supposed to be the warmest day of this weekend. Oh, I didn't. Okay. I know good. it doesn't really count as the weekend. Oh. But then they're talking about another storm the middle of the next week. And the details on how much rain for how long are not quite clear. But just count on having rain in the middle of the week. Why are you shaking That's your head? That's the
4: way it's supposed to be, right?
0: Well, I'm shaking my head because you may know we had a tree service come out a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> did, a, did a phenomenal job. The guys did a great job, and then they backed their large truck with the the uh, bucket on it onto the property to dump the chips on the property, the which debris. we wanted. We wanted it there, and then the truck promptly sunk, and it's been there since. They can't get it out there, waiting for a you know a few days of good dry weather. So well, they, they had it. No, they haven't. That those couple of days were, were not enough. It was still very muddy. So we're waiting, and hopefully, maybe, maybe Monday, Monday or Tuesday, they're they can come to get and get a it helicopter out.
4: Helicopter to come drag <laughs> it
2: out. You know, people still in the Navy, don't you?
0: <laughs> I do, but um, this is a big truck.
2: They fly. Oh, oh, oh they've the Navy doesn't have helicopters that could pick up that truck and move it onto the street.
0: Actually, we don't. Those were H 53s Maybe could do it in tandem, perhaps,
2: but. So, oh, we, do we need to enlist the Marines? I think we're
0: going to enlist a very large tow truck to get this out of the mud, but they're waiting for it to be a little less slick yeah, before they makes, do. So, makes sense. Anyway, yeah. that's why I was shaking my head. I, I I welcome the rain. I we need it. It's the trees, the shrub, everything except, looks wonderful. Except right we, now, I need exactly. a little bit of sunshine.
2: Right, right. Try and, it out. And, and, so and I might a, be selfish, but a, I need sunshine. And apparently, <laughs> I am not enough
0: sunshine <laughs> for you this morning. You you wane you, you, wait, you umbrella umbrella once in a while, house. right? Yeah.
2: I was watching something yesterday. And they were trying to remember the name of, a, of an actor. It was Robert Blake on an old Tonight Show episode. And it, he was thinking of the movie Little Miss Sunshine with Walter Matthau. He could not remember Walter Matthau, which I'm your Little Miss Sunshine today. <laughs> <laughs> um, Every day, David. Thank Every you, day. sir. Do we have any classes coming up?
0: We do. Today, Saturday, March 25th in San Diego at 9 a.m. is Staghorn Fern Care and Remounting with Olivia. You just did that last week up in Poway, right?
2: Yes, but I was not Olivia. I was not
0: And then at 9.30 in Poway, tomato, Tomatoes Care, Culture, and Selections with Farmer Roy. I
2: thought you were going to say tomato, tomato. No, With he, Farmer he Roy. Would. Farmer Roy from... Poway Gardens, the memory care community. The that farmer, Roy. That
0: farmer, the world famous, infamous yeah, Farmer yeah. Roy.
2: Yeah, I better text him the phone number. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Perhaps so, and so he'll be uh, he'll be in teaching tomatoes and selections, and, and I know Brian brought in a lot of extra tomatoes with new varieties uh, in preparation for this class, and I assume the San Diego store also has a bunch. Uh, yeah, it, I would
4: assume so. The long,
2: availabilities though. have expanded dramatically the last few weeks. And I can only imagine. I think Tomato Mania was up at Rogers a week or two ago, and so some of the growers had some extra but, yeah. of the Tomato Mania varieties that we got in.
0: We had a handful of different Japanese varieties uh, over the last couple of days.
2: Black Trifle?
0: That, no, I think check. that was one of them, but there were four or five different Japanese varieties. Yeah,
2: I'm not you on. didn't hear that, did you? Oh, good. The tomato. I think
4: it's regular. I've never heard of that one. Uh, Obviously, new varieties. But what's special about these? I just make stuff up. Oh, okay.
0: Very good. It's radio. Yeah. Well, maybe maybe Roy will talk about those today.
4: Very
2: good. Okay. Um, Could you repeat those? Because I was so busy talking about nothing, I didn't hear what those two classes were.
0: 9 a.m. in San Diego, Staghorn, Fern Care and Remounting with Olivia, and Tomatoes, Care, Culture, and Selections with Farmer Roy. And next week? And next week we have, that's April 1st, uh, at 9 a.m., House Plants with Ted in San Diego. And in Poway, we're going to have Cleaning, Storing, and Starting Native Plant Seeds with Renee Murphy.
2: No fooling?
0: No fooling.
2: April 1st.
0: April 1st.
2: She's kind of a big deal now. She is a
0: big deal now. I and think Lynn, she, we're very fortunate that she's willing to come down and cl- do some classes for us periodically. This is her, She's done two a year for the last several years for she us. She might
2: be replacing Brigitte <laughs> As the big deal? As the big deal. Uh, she's been doing a lot of uh, environmental remediation using plants.
0: Well.
2: And doing presentations and things. And natives are her passion.
0: And she's... She's a great speaker, unlike the rest of us.
2: <laughs> well, you too.
0: Well, the rest of us. I'm
2: just kidding. A festivus? <laughs>
0: yeah. So what's, what do you have in your yard right now that you're eating? What's, what's ripe and... and
2: citrus. citrus. Lots of citrus. Yeah. Lots of citrus. Pixies, gin um, changs. Two different types of grapefruit. Did you try either of those grapefruits? We have
0: one was one was a bit more sour than the other, but any grapefruit's delicious. Okay, what are the older ones? The older ones were more. I think were more sour. Were more sour. Yeah. Well, we'll have to
2: go to the other tree then, because I I I can't have this.
0: (laughs) And the reason for that it was we we took the last of our young um, hybrid cocktail. We, we well, the last they're all going to
2: be sour compared to cocktail. Cocktail
0: is so good. That's a delicious. These are grapefruit.
2: just grapefruit, George. You
0: can't. <laughs> I, if I had more room and, and you know disposable income for water, I mean, we're up to twenty something citrus now. I would add another. I would add another cocktail. But that is a delicious tree. You know, maybe if fruit. you went
2: down. With some storage devices and sucked some of the water out of the lower portion of your property, you could save it for summer. Take care of more citrus trees and Dang. get the truck out there all in one fell swoop. Exactly, great
0: idea. I will start doing that. Do, do you collect rain? Speak. You know, we're talk, We had all this rain, and you're talking about collecting water. Do you collect it in any manner besides? Yes. In buckets. No. That you.
2: Well, okay. Yes, I do collect it in. Some buckets, which we need to make sure get dumped so that the mosquito larvae right, right. don't have a place to breed. Uh, as much as a, as little as a thimbleful, it's all they need. Um, but I direct my water to the lower property so it percolates into the soil and restores groundwater.
0: Oh, well, that's very very noble of you, but I don't believe you did that on purpose.
2: No. Okay. Well, that is you. You believe correctly. <laughs> I did not. Um, <laughs> I. I did not. And, you know, I've got to, I have to come back to me for a moment because uh, Pumelo. Oh, yes. My giant seedless Pumelo, which I need to figure out which one it is, it, it, the flavors on it are fantastic. It, it really is good, either with or without vodka.
0: Now, we, when we were up at the UC Riverside Citrus presentation a couple weeks back, they, the last piece of fruit we ate was a Pumelo. And it was called a Ro- Ro- rojo blanco. What what was it? Blanco
2: rojo. Blanco
0: rojo. That I think was the best pumelo I've ever eaten.
2: Well, you haven't had this one.
0: And that's not my fault. I Haven't shared. <laughs> and but you th- that's that said. They he, David does bring in some very good fruit, but that I, particular one. How do you ate that as well? How does it compare?
2: Um, very different. I compare blanco rojo more. To I think it is more similar to Valentine Pumelo, which is a non-pumelo-tasting pumelo. pumelo. It is a blood orange of pumelos, and it has different colors and it. It does turn kind of an orangey with red streaks in it when it's ripe. But those flavors are just, they're not something you would associate with the exterior of the fruit. Judging a book by its cover does not work with many of the pumelos, nor the Wikiwa, which are ripe right now, you know how I know my wikiwa are ripe?
0: you're eating them, yeah, the rats are say. eating them,
2: well, yeah. they're falling to the ground like okay. crazy. they don't hold on the tree.
0: I need to what, go out and look on on mine and, and and see what we have going. do
2: you still have your mm-hmm. clementines are they coming on or
0: oh
4: yeah, they're yeah i've we've been harvest I say we people have been harvesting them for oh, yeah, are it's, you
2: still consuming them? Yeah, I don't really have them very much anymore, but are you not a citrus guy?
4: I love citrus, but um uh,
2: yeah, too I'm, tedious to peel.
4: A little, yeah, a little. Yes.
2: Start juicing them. I know. Okay. My mom used to do that. I, uh, I don't know why I haven't. But it'll it'll, uh, yes, screen the seeds out of them and makes it easy. And then you can so true. Have and you them don't have all. to spend
0: time peeling. Yeah.
2: And you don't have to spend time peeling. What were you? You were looking up something. Oh no! You,
0: you, you know, I was thinking of the uh, the, the pomelo we were just speaking of, and you said your yours is more like a valentine or i mean the uh,
2: i was comparing the blanco rojo to the valentine i think it is more similar flavor wise to this and And i was just curious
0: from whether or not it was a um, any parentage was the valentine and it's not it's a red blush grapefruit and a weber tangelo
2: and what is the parentage of the oro blanco
0: well keep talking and i'll let you know
2: um what what took you away from your citrus marky what, oh. Did you have a bad breakup? Oh, no, a... no,
4: no, 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 Everything is fine. I just don't get out there as much as I used to. Gotcha. That's all. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, we need to. But yeah, the citrus is is very, Antonio comes over every once in a while and he takes a bag full and
2: he loves them, so.
4: Hmm. Hmm.
2: We Sorry. We were talking about sharing earlier, where we not? Oh, hard? yeah.
4: Yeah. Well, um... yes,
2: Teddy. we do. Okay. Oh, I, I just, I don't know why that came to mind. <laughs> Well Antonio's has no, gotten them. Him. But he have to Good. he have to go out there and get them. All the fruit trees other well, including the citrus, are blooming like crazy right now. Right. And I've been so. kind of annoyed because the rain is not conducive to bees enjoying my fruit trees. And right. so I'm afraid I'm gonna have a bad fruit set. But there's a lot of blossoms and I don't I guess it's because it's been so cool and overcast. The trees are blooming longer. They're not going out of bloom as quickly. So we get more chances for bloom.
0: When the weather when there's been breaks in the rain, have you noticed a lot of bee activity?
2: I've not noticed a lot. I've noticed bees okay. and then bee activity. Well, you know, we
0: have we have the hive, so whenever whenever the weather breaks and I'm out there, the bees are foraging everywhere and it's wonderful. I'm, here, yeah. I'm
2: gonna need to invest get a, in I'm gonna have to get a hive. And you know, it's wonderful that Kevin Grangetto reached out today because I think they have beekeeping supplies, do Ooh. they not?
0: I don't know. I might maybe. be able
2: to parlay this into
0: Absolutely. something for Dave. <laughs> <What> else? <laughs> yes! Why else? right? Yes. So the parentage for the Oro Blanco, oh, I'd what, this is interesting. That. It's yeah. <laughs> what, two minutes ago. <laughs> um, it's a 2N acidless pomelo and a 4N seedy white grapefruit.
2: Oh, the The seedy one. I knew it. It came from the wrong side of the tracks. You are listening to Garden Talk here on AM 1170, KCBQ, and KPRZ. If you would like to give us a call, the number here is 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. We'll be back with more right after this.
1: And
2: we are back with more Garden Talk here on AM 1170, KCBQ, KPRZ. I am David Ross, along with Mark Mahady and George Allman. If you would like to give us a call... Oh, Ken's not here. That's what I was supposed to say (laughs) there. Uh, He's off today. If you would like to give us a call, the number is still 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. And while we were in the break, I realized that... People with knowledge were reaching out to us during the show and I wasn't paying attention, and it is black truffle. Uh That's tomato. tomato, okay. I'm not gonna trifle over a truffle. And Granjetto's does not stock bee supplies but can get them for you. However, Granjetto's can does stock rain collection supplies. Barrels. Material. Materials.
0: I have a bunch at my other house that we would collect about a thousand gallons with a simple rain pretty regularly. Wow. The downside to collecting it here is you don't really need it. This when time, it's when it's raining, and then you know you use use a lot of it pretty quickly. Uh, how far later, is in, a thousand gallons. It goes pretty well York. for small things. Yeah. Yes, it and, does. and and with this rain that we've been having, I've been collecting some of it and using it on the house plants and all the porch plants that don't get rain. I've right. been using the rainwater. You are and they spec- look so much better. You yeah. are
2: spectacular, spectacular. Yeah, just a lazy guy
0: and trying no. to make the plants look good.
4: Rainwater is the
2: best. It is rainwater is the best, um, even. Well, I would say some people might disagree with that when it comes to excess rainwater. Oh, fair enough. And but. I have found myself complaining about the rain a touch this year. Have either of you complained about how much rain we've had or thought, gosh, maybe we could skip a storm this week or something? George? My um? hand is up. Yes, okay. I I, Mr. I, I have been yeah, complaining yes. quite a
0: bit. I... I did my dna and i have plant dna and i need more sunshine than i need you know i need some sun once in a while and this rain has been it, it demotivates me i don't get any as much done even working out i don't feel like working out as much unless i have sun yeah
2: i don't Sorry. know how to respond to that i am <laughs> so shocked by this revelation i i think i we could should...
0: not live in the pacific northwest okay f- yeah
2: fungus corners um <laughs> I enjoy it. I love the rain. I love heavy I, rain. I, I love, love hail. It too. Yeah, I love thunder. Of lightning. Like I, I love it, but not consistent. I, yeah. I
0: need some breaks. I need some you know sun what? in between. Yeah,
2: you I had agree. consistent not rain for the last seventy-four <laughs> years in a row, practically here in Southern California. Buck it up and take it for the team. <laughs> I'm sixty-four. I okay. missed those
0: other ten years exactly. But, well, I <laughs> wasn't.
2: I might be exaggerating a tiny bit, but it has created some issues. I know. Have you had issues other than trucks parking themselves <laughs> permanently in your property?
0: Well, we have. I mean, what, when you have this much rain, you get a lot of snails and slugs. You get a lot of weeds. It, it is, the weeds are doing really this well. This is the
2: best weed year I ever remember.
0: Or worse, depending on one's perspective. Correct.
2: But... Well, I would say the best weed year would be the worst weed year. Okay. I would best say for the weeds? Worst for you? It's
4: like the snails. It's amazing. How many snails I've stepped on? Accidentally, in, of course. Of course, yes. In my yard, or in my backyard, it's crazy. Or just seeing them out front, it's it's nuts.
0: Yeah, they are. They are a- decimating a lot of the crop right now Uh, now we were talking earlier about what you have in your garden uh, you know what what you're harvesting do you have any vegetables you're harvesting because that's where i'm noticing the snails the most in my yard no they're my
2: my onions are totally overrun by weeds okay and i accidentally mowed them now this is the old onion patch that i left and never harvested from last year the new onion patch was decimated by another creature
0: Uh, what was it pray
2: it was them it was a they. They identi- I, the, the It was gopher. a bunch. It was more than one. Um, gopher. I have had a bad year with gophers.
0: Now, I would argue you've had one heck of a great four or five days with gophers. I've had
2: a great week. Week. And do you know why I've had a good week? Well, you probably do because I've been bragging about it all week. <laughs> I, I, went, been I do. Good. Yes. I went old school, I went back to basics. I went, I went and danced with the one who brung you. And went back to the old school traps, and I had gotten 10 gophers that I
0: know of Well, hang on, hang on. You did not get 10 gophers. Let's back up a little bit.
2: I got eight gophers this week with an assist from a black cat whom I don't know. But you wanted to befriend. Yes, because on Monday, I watched that black cat slap a gopher out of a hole and take it up and eat it. And then Tuesday when I came home, I didn't see him take it out of the garden, out of the onion patch that I've lost probably 75 or 80% of the onions are gone to the gophers. But he was coming out of the onion patch with another gopher. So that's two. I've gotten two with Maccabee traps, two with the half-shell green gonzo traps, and four with the black hole traps wow. and those are the traps that I've always used but I've heard so many good things about the gopher hawk
0: I had to try it and you've not had much success and I've, I've
2: failed miserably I've uh, I've only caught gophers with the gopher hawks the first time I bring them home and never a successive the, gopher the, so the and gopher, I keep,
4: gopher hawk works once
2: for you? it works once, it's okay. a one and done um, and it the the beauty of it is you don't have to dig. There's no holes. You just well, it's a tiny hole. It's a right. one inch diameter hole, approximately. But if it doesn't work, I'd rather yeah. dig a hole and kill. But I've had a great week, and I'm going to stick with the old school stuff.
0: They work. I, I've used the black box with success in the past. I, I do like the Gopher Hawk, and in you know full disclosure, I deployed two of them a couple days ago and did not get any. So I'm going to redeploy them today. But I've had great success with them. I, I like looking out and seeing the yellow band telling me I've gotten a gopher.
2: I do like that. That's yep. very nice. And that is one of the benefits of the black box and right. the black hole also. is because the trigger pops up and you can see it without having to shine a light down the hole and, and feel the Maccabee trap to see if it's, it's tripped. <laughs>
0: now, do you, do you stake your Maccabees with any kind of wire? I do anything?
2: not stake them, but I do attach uh, old baling rope. The, uh, to them. So, so they'd have them. to walk a long way. Okay, And usually their tunnels are on the more narrow side, so they're going to have it Oh, actually, no. Once the, they're tripped, they're much more narrow. They'd fit through there. <laughs> Never mind. I they take, do. Now,
0: <clears throat> the reason the, the, I, I was reading, you know, you, you see um, University of California integrated integrated pest management talks about staking them because they will be stolen by predators, right. coyotes and such. We had a gentleman call the other day. He lost a gopher hawk. He put deployed two gopher hawks, and then he he told me that his gopher hawk was missing, and he went out and started digging, thinking maybe it got pulled down. And and, and I don't think I told that, him I don't believe that could happen. I said I believe a coyote probably. You you were successful with your deployment and the. Coyote, um, coyote came and took it away.
2: Well, I would think that'd be logical. I, yeah. What did you learn about where they, where their dens are?
0: Well, maybe, what's interesting, maybe he he took it home. It down maybe into it took the den. it. Well, yeah. what we did learn was that gophers they, that their burrow system can cover anywhere from 200 to 2,000 square feet, which is pretty interesting. And they only burrow their their the burrows that are, you know, two and a half. Uh, inches or so wide in diameter, but their burrows that they feed in are six to twelve inches below the soil line. That's normally where we would catch them with our traps. But their actual nesting area and food storage chambers can be as deep as six feet, depending on the soil. Wow! So, so you don't typically put those probes or gopher hawks yes. or anything else down six feet. Yeah, so it's usually in those feeding a leech line down there. It's in those. Well, but you know, actually, that's where some of our most um, vigorous activity is. Is in yeah, the leach be- lines, they're all over the place there because it's looser soil. Do you remember right. the movie? No. The
2: grass is always greener oh, over, the, over septic the septic tank. tank. Yes. Um, do we have time to talk to Nurse Pam about her worms? Earthworms. <laughs> Good morning, Pam. Good
5: morning. Good morning. Oh, um, my, We have raised beds that were uh, for... Um, Haven't been used in years. It's been they've been growing lots of weeds, but um, nothing else. And my son is getting the soil ready for uh, uh, because he wants to plant tomatoes. (laughs) Anyway, um, um, he said there was no earthworms in the soil when he was turning it over. And um, I remember that my gardener, who is, that I had at the time, and this is years ago, he used Roundup in the in those planters, and I was really upset because I don't like Roundup. And I wondered, and he is upset because he says it stays forever, and um, I'm wondering uh, what we should do
2: about it. I would just amend the soil and add some worms and right. some rich soil because exactly. the roundup probably did not kill the earthworms if it did it has dissipated since then and probably the raised planters drying out during the summer is what killed the worms that were in there it would they would not be able to survive if they got dry yeah if there's no moisture yeah
5: oh 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 that's good Oh, <laughs> that every yeah. really, that really really and now um I remember, you know, I'm not able to do any gardening anymore, uh, but um, I um, I remember it seems like there was something you put, like calcium, um, to keep uh, the tomatoes from developing uh, bottom rot or black rot. You are correct. Well, do eggshells help?
2: Yes, they do. Yeah. And I would add, do you you still have horses out there, correct? Yes. Uh, Do you compost their manure?
5: Well, I used to, uh, but since I'm not the one that's bringing, uh, my compost at the moment does not have uh, any horse manure in it, but I'm going to add some.
2: Well, I, I would, and there's probably some worms in that compost if it stays moist during the summer. And adding that back into your raised bed with some, Fresh either dirt or potting soil, uh, blend it all together and it should reinvigorate and re enliven. Is re enliven can we it is now? That,
0: that's, a good, that's a good that's a good word.
2: We're gonna re enliven your soil and make it <laughs> biologically active. What, what's your word? Microbial.
0: Microbial. We're gonna Increase inc- the microbial activity.
2: That's a phrase, but, it, but that's the one I was looking for. And get that in there, and then your plants, your bed should be ready to go when the sun finally comes out for an extended yeah. period.
5: I, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I, I've been loving all this rain, but I'm really missing the sun.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, kindred spirit. Yes.
5: Yes.
2: Yeah,
0: but
5: Absolutely.
2: she says it Joyously with a smile, you said it like curmudgeonly. I
0: did, I did. I accept that. Yes, I'm, I'm done with the rain.
2: Okay, all righty, Pam. Yeah. Any other questions?
0: No, I think I think that. Yeah. How's your dad?
2: He's doing well. He is going to a wedding today, and he's bitter. He can't find his long underwear, uh, <laughs> but we're gonna take him a blanket. And I'm glad I didn't say that on the air. Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Thanks. I'll tell him you said hi. Thanks for the you call, Pam. You do that Pam. for me. Thank you. Okay, we'll do Bye bye. If you would like to give us a call, the number here is 888 344 1170. That's 888 344 1170. We're going to take a quick break at the bottom, and we'll be back right after this.
1: Your gardening questions answered by calling 888-344-1170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 1170 Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mehedi, and George Oman. And we are back
2: with more garden talk here on AM 1170 KCBQ and KPRZ I am David Ross along with Mark Mahadevan and George Alman. Yes. Uh we are now going to chat with the previously mentioned farmer Roy from Poway Gardens a memory care community. Correct. Good morning. Good morning Roy. How are you? Great. How are you guys doing? Fantastic. Th- doing I think, well. I think we're well. I uh Mentioned on the show this morning that I needed to text you the phone number to make sure you'd call, and then I forgot to do it, and I'm glad I texted it to you yesterday.
6: Got you on speed dial, buddy. Way to go. <laughs> so what's going on, Mr. Roy? Well, I just wanted to stir up the pot, telling the folks that I'll be out there at your place in Poway at 930 to talk about tomatoes and uh, get everybody excited. Some someday spring will come, and,
0: uh, and, and we'll be uh, ready for is- it.
6: Yeah, I, it, it's been. I tell you, I've been doing this for 13 years, growing in Poway, and this has been the most brutal winter I've ever experienced.
2: Brutal, yeah. brutal winter, ladies and gentlemen. Brutal. That's the phrase we're going to use because we have had rain for once. Oh, and we had cold early too, right? What made it? What makes it brutal?
6: Um, got frosted. All my tomatoes and squash got frosted out there right around uh, Valentine's Day which didn't really surprise me all that much because the year before we got a frost like on the 28th of February but the one that came right around the first week of March just you know god that was uh that just kind of set me back but we're we're up and rolling today and um a little chilly but things will get warmer mother nature has a way of reciprocating so we'll probably have 115 degree weather in August but,
2: uh, <laughs> so true so so why should people come and listen to you talk about tomatoes roy because i'm extremely passionate
6: about tomatoes i love tomatoes as most growers do it's the uh, king of the spring gardens and uh i was i've been growing them for over 40 years and i was a commercial grower in baja for 20 years and uh, grew thousands of acres of tomatoes and uh, now i grow just a few but uh But, you know,
0: Roy, you just said you grow just a few, but you are incredibly productive on just a few of those that the, you know, parts of acres there. What's your annual um, weight of product that you bring into the tables there?
6: Uh, We bring in about 25,000 pounds a year of uh, fresh organic vegetables. Uh, Tomatoes are the number one star of the show. But uh, we have roughly forty, fifty-foot rows, and uh, we crank it out. We 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 crank it out. We still got a lot of broccoli and cauliflower. Again, it was so cold that all my numbers are really down this year. Uh, but uh, they'll pick up. They'll pick up uh, when least expected.
2: You know, I I know you said you had a passion for growing tomatoes, and that's why we should listen to you. I always get sentimental. I, I come out of my sarcastic shell when i see you at your memory care community there and even though you're a what i would call a gruff exterior appearing person (laughs) you are passionate about everything you do over there not just your growing of the plants i've seen you with your people and with the kids and all the different things you do over there and it's um it's heartening to see that happen
6: Yeah, well, in fact, after my gig at your place today, I'll have, um, we have an intergenerational garden club where we have local homeschool and preschool kids come and they have their own little garden and uh, they work and they planted, uh, we put in like 11 varieties of cherry tomatoes this year and uh, then we'll have an annual taste test and uh, they'll harvest snow peas today and swiss chard and they're going to plant my egg plant for the year and uh then we go then we go to the greenhouse and bond with their grandmas and grandpas here
2: fantastic and do these kids like the swiss chard or you turn them off from gardening by harvesting (laughs) swiss chard with them?
6: you know surprisingly enough kale and swiss chard they love i don't know if it's the colors of the bright light swiss chard but the kale they love and uh They've learned to love and eat right out of the garden all the time. So the few sna- snow peas we have today, those will get consumed on site. And then when the cherry tomatoes are kicking in, they'll, uh, yeah,
2: it's like one that is of the wonderful. bags. In the mouth. You mentioned yeah. uh, the brutal winter and the cold. Have you had any problems with the rain, the physical amounts of rain or runoff, uh, anything like that that have been problems for you or your garden?
6: Surprisingly, no. You know, um, anything over a half inch, we tend to notice a little erosion and whatnot. But uh, everything got sucked up pretty good. So, I mean, we got weeds in places I've never imagined, but uh, <laughs> but, uh, but uh, no, no, actually not, and um, got some free irrigation, so saved a little money there.
2: Saved a lot. I've not used much water at all, other than trying to flood out gophers. Oh, I did get one that way too. So (laughs) eleven.
6: Gophers have been brutal this year. They have. That's another. God, uh, they're like. I just. I don't know. I guess water is life, and they're finding food and reproducing like crazy. But uh, yeah, every day we we. uh, we attack the gophers.
2: Well, if you want to hire me, I've, I'm on a streak right now. I'm hot on the gopher trail, so I, I've gotten at you least right? 10 this week. So, good. Uh, uh,
6: yeah, we got three yesterday, so we'll get them. We'll get a hold on it.
2: All righty, Roy. Thanks for calling All in, right, and Roy, I'll see you, see you in Poway in just a little while. You got it, buddy. Take, Take care, Roy. That was Farmer Roy from Poway Gardens.
0: So he said that they've been brutal, and and one of the things that the University of California speaks to is that densities can be as high as 60 or more per acre in irrigated um, fields.
2: Oh, thank goodness I don't have the whole acre. I only have 0.95, so that's many fewer. much fewer. Yes. Okay. Um,
0: And you've gotten most of them now. You're working your way through the population.
2: You know what happened is when I first— bought that property and moved on to it, I went after gophers, and I cleared most of them out, and then I got complacent.
0: We did that with squirrels and and got a little bit complacent, and they're coming back.
2: We need to head down to Chula Vista and talk to Ed about his ice plant question. You got questions? Hopefully, we've got got answers. Good morning, Ed.
5: Good morning. It's good to hear hear
6: you guys on the radio. You know, as I look out um, my back kitchen window, I have a slope that slopes into the property, 66 feet long, 20 feet high, and it's covered with, or it was covered with, red apple ice plant. And unfortunately, as a result of the rain, it has been turning brown, brown, brown. Do you have any recommendations? Have I lost that completely?
2: It may be gone completely. Red apple was the first and most susceptible ice plant to... Downy mildew, which just does exactly what you're describing, and the moisture is part of that problem. We oh. had a couple of products that you could spray on to control it. One was, and the other was, <laughs>
0: was it the Immunox that people were using? No, no,
2: no uh, One is Fisan, and the other is Agri-Fos. That Agri- it. Yeah, AgriFos. AgriFos, and they are controls, they're not cures. And if there's anything still rooted and alive there, spraying it with the, I would do the agrifos, um, should help bring it back. But it's an ongoing issue. Um, Unfortunately, yes. And it happens. It's How long it's, has that been? Like 10 years or something? Probably between 5 and 10 years. And it's it's affecting most of the varieties of ice plant. It started just with the red apple. But I've seen many other varieties succumb to it. I have seen some varieties, uh, the one that's coming to mind most is rosea, where it has succumbed, parts of it survive, and then it'll regrow with a more resistant variety. So I don't know if there's any parts of your red apple that did not succumb, but that is a natural way to kind of move, move forward through it. But I would consider treating it. If that doesn't work, I would consider a different ground cover.
0: And and there's an interesting, I'm sorry, there's an interesting article in the San Diego Union Tribune from 2016 in which the guy you're talking to, David Ross here, was quoted, uh, and they are talking about this new disease that has impacted the red apple, and it has a couple um, ideas in there. But the the key thing was trying to keep it as dry as possible, which might be a little bit of a challenge right now. But (laughs) if you you were to type in uh, red apple disease, uh, San Diego Union Tribune, you'll read a good article about it and and when they found the uh, downy mildew.
6: Okay, fellas. I appreciate the advice. Thank you, fellas. Thank right. you very much. Thanks I for appreciate the, call. the
2: advice. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Um, I, I remember that first property I went to, it was in North Poway, and I'd never seen it before. Nothing bothered right. Red where Apple. Right. talking about it? And it was a summer thunderstorm was the moisture, and it was the shadier areas of this property where the Red Apple was wiped started, out. Yeah. And it or, It's spread everywhere. They think that came over on a a storm. I think it's something out in in New Zealand or somewhere,
0: yeah. Interesting.
2: That was was seven years ago. That's somewhere, but that's almost 10, and it's somewhere between 5 and 10. I remember. There's all uh, sorts of good information coming out on (laughs) Garden Talk this morning. We are, oh, look at the time. Um, You are listening to Garden Talk, on here on AM 1170, KCBQ, and KPRZ. We're going to take our last break, and we'll be back right after this.
1: Get your gardening questions answered by calling 8883441170. That's 888-344-1170. There is more Garden Talk on the way. Welcome back to Garden Talk by Walter Anderson Nursery. Got a gardening question? Call 888-344-1170. 1170 Now, here's your hosts, Ken Anderson, David Ross, Mark Mahady, and George Allman. Welcome back to Garden Talk
2: here on AM 1170, KCBQ, and KPRZ. I am David Ross, along with Mark Mahady and George Allman. If you would like to give us a call, 888-344-1170. I'm talking a little faster because we're running out of time here. So much to cover. another another call. Very good. Good morning, John. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. How are you guys? I think we're doing all right. I have a question for you. I'm going to put you on the spot here. I just watched a Uh video of you showing how to deploy a gopher hawk, and I didn't see... A positive result at the end of that video, it ended, and George was saying you you know you were a more friendly and conscientious person, so you didn't want to show the results. I want to know did you catch a
3: gopher on that deployment? I did get the gopher the next morning okay. as I had anticipated, and uh you know part of the thing is that somehow there are folks bless their hearts i I can understand. He's talking to you, David. To I know, hear. it's coming. He's setting me <laughs> up. <laughs> to, to lethally dispatch. Is that a very politically correct Yes, one? That's it a is. perfect phrase. Okay. To lethally dispatch a gopher. There is no other way. I can't talk them out of the hole. I can't ask them to move to another neighborhood. We must lethally dispatch them. So correct. anyway, yes, we did. And people get very upset. And, uh, you know, I... Made the mistake years ago of posting in San Diego Gardener in our Facebook group a picture of the biggest gopher I ever caught (laughs) in in a black box trap. And this sucker was about two pounds. (laughs) Just huge. And I was so proud of that. It was like I wanted to parade that around and show everybody. And, oh, my goodness, you'd you'd think that there was going to be a lynch mob for me. Forget, you know, they would lethally dispatch me. guys.
2: (laughs) Yes, Yes, because I've had no success with the Gopher Hawk. And I watched your video, and I may try again. But I've actually, I shouldn't try again. I'm having tremendous success with my old school methods.
3: I'll tell you, you know, the thing to do is the thing that works for you. And uh, so I think I had indicated on my Facebook posts of that video that I use three to four different methods at the garden. I use uh, cinch traps. I use black box. I use Maccabees. uh, I use the gonzo. I use whatever works. And a lot of that is dependent upon the kind of soil profile that I'm working in. The gopher hawks don't work well in sandy soil. But if you've got uh, decomposed granite, if you've got a heavy clay soil, they're great. It's it's nice to not have to dig.
2: All right. All right. See, I I was all set and moving forward with old school. And now I'm thinking because John is talking so nicely to me about this that I should give it another chance. John, I
0: I appreciate you coming on and talking about that because I've been a— an advocate of the gopher hawk and have had success over the years. And, and whenever I talk to David, he's like, okay, I'm going to try it again. And then he comes in and complains to me or emails me or texts me just wanking and, and that he over, hasn't had any success.
2: Over the years, George, have you yeah. caught as many as I've gotten in the last week?
0: I don't have a population as big as you have. How do you know? Because I don't have any of that damage that you have. I, I, every, every time I see a gopher, we get it in a matter of, I don't know, week or so.
2: Mr. Clements, do you believe that on his two and a half acres— two. Two acres that he does not have a decent gopher population. I have a larger I squirrel. I have a believe. larger
0: squirrel population. I think than we have gopher population.
3: Well, the, the ground squirrels are even tougher to, to get rid of. I, in so. fact, uh, let's just say that my. My control methods for the ground squirrels involve a scope. Yeah, uh, let's,
2: well, not, so let's not go any let's just leave well, it John, right. Well, John, I have the
0: exact same device, I Let's think. just
3: leave
2: it right there. I lost mine in a boating accident and uh, <laughs> they've never been recovered. Um, thank you very much for the call, Mr. Clements, from the San Diego Botanic
3: Garden. Oh, but before I go. Oh, yes, if, sir. If we have a chance, I just wanted to uh, put a plug in that we have the orchid show still going on in the conservatory. And it's fabulous. The fragrance of the orchids knocks you out when you come in. And and they're being changed out. Every Tuesday we get a new crop of orchids, and so it looks at its absolute best. And And today there will be vendors, too, and they are selling orchids so cheaply, and they're really high-quality, hard-to-get stuff for not much money.
2: And they're being knocked out by a good way with the fragrance, not like when the,
0: yeah.
2: uh, the Amorphophallus was blooming. correct? A different knockout the fragrance. The Corpse Flower? Yes. A different fragrance. Yes, yes sir. Thank you, guys. All righty. Thanks for calling.
0: Thanks, John. Okay. Well,
2: I don't know. Well, gonna- I, you
0: know, I, I have shared with you, I think for me, it's a function of the time of the year. I'm much more successful with the Gulf Hawk. Huck H- typically in the winter and and moisture soil time
2: this is perfect for deploying gopher hawk right perfect soil and i you know what i'm gonna i'm going to redeploy the gopher hawk before i return it to my place of purchase for a full credit (laughs) um hopefully i'll have to talk to the manager there and see what i can work out but what i'm not going to do is ignore the other traps. I'm going to still set the other traps, oh, which agree. is absolutely. what I have not done. Absolutely. Um, we were talking about the water and the rain the and the soggy, soil. soggy soils. Are, we were talking about planting versus not planting. It depends on your soil, but for the most part, your soils are probably pretty saturated and will kind of patty cake or fall out, fall right. apart, collapse if you try and dig into them right after these rains.
0: Plus you end up with, in many soils that have a lot of clay that John was speaking of earlier, that that clay will, you you know, you get these big clumps that will harden inside and you don't have all that uh, actual soil filling the root zone the way you want it to.
2: So unless your soil has...
0: A lot of organic material. Yeah,
2: and is very coarse. um, It'd probably be a good time to wait a week or two to dig. I have some areas of the yard where I cannot dig and some areas of the yard where the soil is okay. I've, I've discovered that from digging for gophers. <laughs> um, and also yeah. snails. We, we talked about how much of a problem they are. I found a snail burrowing in one of our pots at the nursery laying eggs. Laying eggs, yeah. Well, yeah.
0: We might talk about that next week and, uh, in Wednesday Wisdom. We
2: didn't talk about controls. Right.
0: But what's your favorite control besides your chickens?
2: Well, the chickens are good uh, squashing them. Well, yeah. That's effective
0: when you're out there but that you know they're they're coming Easy out at sluggo? night and, and and attacking your plants.
2: Um I think Sluggo Sluggo, sluggo, sluggo plus, plus Sluggo right. Max. Um What
4: is Sluggo Max? It's it's just a, a higher percentage. It's a more
2: better. Okay. A more better Sluggo. Uh Kevin Kevin just texted me and said uh It'll do 11,000 square feet or something. Okay. So, yeah,
0: okay. the sluggo is, is iron phosphate. It's right. organic. It's safe around your, your animals and, and, and safe around your food. They need iron.
2: Right. John Clements is a huge proponent of iron, correct? He is, especially so, for citrus. So this yes. would be helpful to put around them. Correct. Uh, I guess since you brought us back to citrus... We should just real quickly remind people to continue trying to control the Asian Ooh, citrus yeah. psyllid as it shows up on the new growth. A horticultural oil spray this time of the year would be great for doing that, and us preventing the spread is the best thing we can do. So we have classes Classes up. at
0: 9 o'clock San Diego, Staghorn Fern Care and Remounting with Olivia and in Poway, as you just heard, uh, tomato care with and culture and selections with Farmer Roy, 930.
2: Well, that is it for Garden Talk this week. You've been listening to Garden Talk. Um, Auto Talk is coming up next. Have a great week, everybody.